everybody and welcome back to Data's Calling. It is July 9th and you're here with Mary and Claire from Zoomf. It's a semi-big week in sports. So we're talking the Stanley Cup Finals, the match on NBC, and we're still hoping for something cool to happen on digital with the NBA playoffs. But of course, as soon as it does, we will let you know. We're picking up. We're, we'll be picking up the phone when Devin Booker calls. And guys, stick around to the end of the episode. We're talking to our coworker, Nikki Scott, who has all the data and we're talking to her about how she got to Zoom, why she loves what she does, and what she hopes to see in the future of sports sponsorships. Yeah, a fun little sneak peek into the front office of Zoom. Yeah, the first yeah. of many, by the way. Yes, more to at, come for sure. At Zoom Employees, we'll have our people contact your people for our next <laughs> guest. <laughs> Anyways, getting back into sports. <laughs> this week, your Tampa Bay Lightning won the Stanley Cup. Round of applause for Tampa Lightning. Back-to-back champs. Back-to-back. Two years in a row. Two years in a row. Fantastic for them. Tampa's had a lot to celebrate. Tampa has had a lot to celebrate. We'll get get into why we think that is a little bit later. (laughs) But before we do that, we obviously tracked the, the Stanley Cup, like, you know, at Stanley Cup and at TB Lightning just to see how those two accounts performed over the 24 hours that led up to and followed winning the Stanley Cup final. So first things first, Tampa Bay Lightning, their main team handle, had 37 organic posts in a 24-hour window covering the Stanley Cup. Which win. I was like, I was expecting it to be like hundreds. <laughs> you know like if Claire I and I won a Stanley Cup, <laughs> it would our be fingers would be numb from bleeding. Tweeting so much. <laughs> <laughs> literally bleeding. Um, I feel like maybe just cause I saw so much of it, but also thinking about how a lot of that's probably like reposts from media outlets. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, they racked in a little bit over 8 million impressions, about 118,000 engagements and their social value was about 207,000 in social value. Yep. And um, this is just at the lightning. At, yep. And just tweets straight from them, from them. Um, so that's, they had a, a 1.4% engagement rate which is really really high for twitter really for un- yes. unauthenticated data so re- their fans or maybe enemies whether it was the other team maybe tweeting back at them anything like that they had an engaged audience i think we would like to see that social value just a little bit higher for a championship win um but you know yeah they still won so they got it done <laughs> it and was really laughing we were talking about how it's so funny. Like you don't see it in many other leagues that the trophy has its own Twitter account. So Mr. Stanley, (laughs) the Stanley cup has its own Twitter account and it really has to like get in on this window of the, the Stanley cup playoffs and finals and really use that window to get all the attention that it's really yeah, going like to get for the rest of the year. games that this thing <laughs> yeah. has. This is it's this is it's Broadway. It's like yeah, this is the Stanley Cup. Stanley Cup. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but it is funny. I will say the NHL does a really good job of having it kind of like moonlight in the in the playoff stages, mm-hmm. where it'll be like, wonder who's going to take me home. <laughs> yeah, like they gave I, it a I voice. Know that it's called- and so looking in that same 24-hour period that we looked at the Tampa Bay Lightning handles for, we looked at from at Stanley Cup, and they only had 11 posts. Um, they had over 6 million engagements, 
almost 7 million engagements. So right there with the team within that, mm-hmm. within that gap, um, a little bit over a hundred thousand engagements. So again, right there with the team, a 1.4% engagement rate. So they're, they're chalking up, but the cool thing here is their social value is, um, almost 144,000 in social value, which is about like, I'm bad at math, but about two thirds of what Tampa Bay got on only 11 posts compared to 37. Right. So, which is like, wow. Yeah. Like, pretty, and pretty we impressive. looked at the follower counts too. We saw that the lightning had, a, has about 745,000 Twitter followers versus the Stanley cup has 152,000. So really it, like they, they, like impressive. they did it up. Yeah. 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 Shout out to the NHL. We say it a lot at zoom for yeah. that. Like the pandemic did wonders for their digital um, they talk about it. I heard Heidi Browning talk about it yeah. in the sports techie convention in May mm-hmm. of 2020. She had a phenomenal presentation on it, but they had like double digit players on social by the mid pandemic. They had yes. like almost 620 out of the 700 and something players there were, were on some kind of social. Yeah. Um, so this Stanley cup is just like this account, I think just like rides off of that amazingness that's been going on at the NHL for the past year. Uh-huh. Um, the top tweet by the by the Stanley Cup was when they tweeted at Tom Brady, FYI, I'm too heavy to throw, which was kind of really funny. So relevant, so funny. Like we had to tie it over into like another Tampa Bay. Tampa. I'm yep. surprised the Bucks didn't get in on that. I don't know if they did. I or think not. they probably did. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then the, the secondary tweet to that was and catch at Rob Gronkowski. But their top tweet right there with I'm too heavy to throw Tom Brady, which as if that man doesn't own up to a challenge. I'd put money on it that we see him throwing the Stanley cup to the boys <laughs> and on a yacht this weekend, <laughs> I would put true. money down on that uh, and sell it as an NFT. Yeah. Um, but so that, that tweet got uh, 68,000 in social value, which is a pretty big majority of the social value that we're looking at for them and over 3 million impressions uh, and 50,000 engagements. So very good job, Stanley cup account for doing yeah. that. And they, like, you know, it's you a W when you're getting Tom Brady into the conversation. <laughs> The man doesn't lose, nope. except in the match with Phil Mickelson. <laughs> well, speaking of Tom Brady, let's yeah. switch over yeah. to the match. Yes. Um, Mary, go ahead and give it to him. I mean, my family was watching. Your family was watching. I mean, it was, it was, it's always good content. It's for a good cause. Um, and it was all over social. Like people were talking about it. And the people love to see that crossover of Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady on the golf course. Um, and we thought it was so interesting, like looking at the sentiment, but also Tom Brady getting in the conversation after the fact, um, just all like mashing together was great on social that day. And it was like a, like a Wednesday afternoon, like evening yeah, just, just following the fourth of july like it just it could have could have really could not have worked out better yeah speaking of tom brady getting into the conversation which i i wonder i wonder if he does this himself or if he has a really amazing person who's like his creative but he took the meme of i would love to know yeah Brooks or like Hecka. his kids honestly <laughs> <laughs> he took the meme of dad Brooks- i'm gonna help you with this meme <laughs> <laughs> dad i found this really cool meme i think you should use on Twitter. <laughs> Um, so he, he took the meme of Brooks Kepka rolling his eyes at Bryson DeChambeau after I believe it was the masters, a masters. Yes. Was yep. the masters. Yeah. And, um, 
he just put in a bunch of things, pretty much trashing himself. <laughs> uh, so that tweet of him saying hand up with the four swipes of the, this first one says Aaron hitting every fairway and making every putt. And then he was the me of Brooks Kepka rolling his eyes, which was kind of funny. <laughs> um, so that, that one post itself got 129,000, um, almost 130,000 in social value over uh, 6 million projections, uh, 1.4 engagement rate and 93,000 engagements. So Tom Brady crushes it on social. He really does. And just like making it relevant to that. Amazing. And it was funny, like during the match, like them kind of like trolling Bryson DeChambeau, like after something he would say, or like Aaron Rodgers getting into his cart and like literally rolling his eyes at his partner. Like Aaron Rodgers being a better, being better off the tee than Bryson DeChambeau. (laughs) Which one is, which one's the pro? My sisters were like, which one is the pro golfer? (laughs) And literally Bryson, like being so like calculated about like his golf game and then Aaron just like doing whatever. And at Three one things. point Aaron was like, you know, I'm not a scientist. Like I'm just going <laughs> to hit the ball. <laughs> I yeah, like, I, this is comedy. Um, mm-hmm. But tying this back into the lightning, as we talked about the yes, Stanley Cup tweeted yeah, yeah. at Tom Brady, Tom Brady tweeted back and he said, I don't know, da, da, da. everything feels a little lighter after some tequila with a crying laughing face. If you can remember Tom Brady being turnt coming off the uh, <laughs> the Tampa boats um and that that tweet outdid his other tweet <laughs> he got two hundred and five thousand dollars social value off that one tweet reminder that the 37 tweets from Tampa Bay Lightning got two hundred and four thousand granted Tom Brady has two million followers and he's Tom yeah. Brady but the man just does when it comes to Tampa he doesn't he doesn't lose yeah he's his own team <laughs> He's his own team. The Tom Brady effect. He left Boston. He came to Tampa. Three championships in two years. Come well, like, on. Yeah. And the, and, we, and the baseball team went to the went to the World Series. World Series. And we jokingly were like, somebody should hire Tom Brady as like the influencer for the, for the lightning. For the lightning. Like, he's, I mean, is that the future though? Like hiring like influencers? The NHL is already kind of doing it with TikTokers. Like Yep. Is that the the Florida Panthers just did are doing NILs with college athletes. So Same. like it's coming. Also, yeah. JJ Watt would be him and Tom Brady, I think, are on the same level here where yes, they tweet at the other teams and like are yes. so in on it. Yeah. So maybe both, maybe, maybe they'll both be like influencers. <laughs> yeah. Team ambassadors, I think, would probably be a better yes, ambassador probably is what they would call it. Yeah. I really loved these interactions on Twitter this week. Yeah. Are- I love the crossover. It gets the attention on different teams, different leagues, different events that are happening. Like also a meme. I'm never going to say I hate it. Like, (laughs) no, we are so in on memes here, but at the suns and at the Milwaukee bucks, can you guys do something we can talk about (laughs) getting a fight or something? Like I want some Twitter (laughs) beef between these two Twitter beef between these two handles. So we need something crazy. We want to talk about you guys. We are once again, begging for you to let us talk about you. Give us something Mm -hmm. to Let's give them something to talk about. Maybe that should be our intro song today. <laughs> well, I guess that's all for today. That's all the folks. data stuff we have for you guys today, for sure. Well, that wraps up our data portion of the pod. And now we're going to get into our interview with our very own Nikki Scott. Hello. Hey, Nikki, how are you? Hey, guys, how's it going? 
Good. Yeah. We're so excited to have you today. Thanks for having me. Whew. Why is it that I'm nervous? I don't know why, but <laughs> Mary and I are scary, scary people. Because <laughs> <laughs> oh, 90% of the podcast is us laughing. <laughs> oh, goodness. Uh, so, Nikki, tell us um, about what you do at Zoom. Um, so I'm a customer success manager here at Zoom, like you guys know. Um, basically, I manage accounts of, you know, around 30 to about 50 clients. Um, fun. <laughs> but just help day-to-day um, questions, assistance, you know, anything that needs to be done for, for a client um, in regards to, like, reporting social media data. Yeah, she does. And she's very and so good at much it. more. <laughs> <laughs> For background knowledge, I work with Nikki on the customer success team. So she and I spend most of our days on Zoom together, um, which is why it's kind of funny that she was nervous to do this. <laughs> we spend a lot of time on Zoom just chatting. <laughs> yes. And when I started in October, Nikki was like my go-to girl. Like she was teaching me the platform in such easy ways and kind of like showing me the ropes on how I could use the platform and further the women's sports game. And we really collaborated a lot on, on stuff like that. And it was Nikki who was like the first one to be like, we can use this data to show why women's sports deserves more attention and investment and everything else. Thanks guys. So, Thank you. Yes. yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so, so now we know what you do at zoom. We want to know who you are, like give the people your background because you're so interesting and you come from such an interesting background. And like, how did you, how did you get to where you are now? You're so cool. Now tell us why. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to do it. You have <laughs> Well, where do I begin? Um, yeah, I just grew up playing sports. You know, I grew up with three brothers and they were playing sports and I was like, hey, why can't I play sports too, you know? And it ended up that I took it the most serious, you know, compared to my three brothers. Um, <laughs> I played soccer and basketball all throughout high school, college, um, took my major in sports management, um, and then took my grad school studies in sports management as well. Um, but, you know, my whole thing was that growing up, you know, it was like sports was not available to everybody, right? And it's regardless of, you know, gender, race, um, where you come from, it's just like you you can see it, you can, you can sense it. And I sensed it for myself in regards to, you know, my gender, because I would see, you know, the boys teams, they would play in better field conditions, they would have the better jerseys, or, you know, just like the better bus or the locker room. And it was just always like, why is that? And I, I wanted to know, you know, those, those answers. Like I, I, I wanted to know why. Um, those were my whys um, growing up. And then when I got to college and I wanted to eventually like, you know, I don't know, I had a dream of like playing professionally and it was like, well, 
you're gonna have to have another job even when you play professional so you gotta like be prepared for that and I was like well why like you know (laughs) I know this one guy that comes out of college and he can play pro and he doesn't have to work another job why why do I have to work another job so it was like a lot of whys uh, along the path and then come grad school I wanted to work in the industry to really figure that out and I wanted to work for a specific you know, women's sports team, right? So I, I researched in the area where, where I currently live, um, found a team and then interned for them for a while. Actually not even interned, I volunteered because that was the only position that was open. Um, so I volunteered and in, in hopes like, hey, maybe they might hire me if I do such a great job or whatever. So I volunteered for a couple of months and then I had a chance to like talk with like the general manager at one point and she was like, um, you know, we were having casual conversation and then I came to like, Hey, can you offer me like a full-time position? Yeah. I'd love to work for your club. And she goes, honey, you're in the wrong industry. Like there's no money in women's sports. There's no, there's just no money here. Like if you want to continue to pay for your grad school, you know, and make a living, there's, I find something else to do. And I was just like, what, why? Like, again, here's (laughs) like, I don't understand. Um, and so I, I continued my grad school and, and that was really my mission was to figure out those whys. And, and I think I did, you know, I think to a certain point it's you know, the resources, it's how um, women's sports are marketed compared to men's sports. It's how people perceive men's sports compared to women's sports. And all these things can be put into, you know, a huge, um, you know, um, bucket of whys. And, um, and I just was like looking for that one thing that can sort of like help resolve that why. Um, and then so like, you know, my journey kind of went on and I came across Zoomf. Um, they were a social media platform leveraging, um, you know, social media um, providing value, uh, for people that are using social media to market themselves or to put their brand out there. Um, and I thought, wow, that that's genius because I think if there's one thing that, you know, women's sports has is a social media presence just based on like the people that I was following on social media. And I felt like, I don't think they were leveraging that. I don't think they were using that. And so, for me, it was like, I want to do this and I want to do it mostly for women's sports, but I also want to learn across other sports and how they're leveraging it, right? That way, you know, maybe we can share resources and, and insights and maybe one can learn from the other. Um, and I think for me, that's that's kind of like my goal right now here at Zoom is that, you know, I'm learning for from all kinds of um, not just sports teams, but brands and how they're you know, leveraging their social media and how they, um, yeah, leverage it for their athletes and their- uh, It definitely has like the broadest spectrum, I think, of clients. Yeah. Wise from like, like, um, like genre of sport, I guess. Like mm-hmm. you range from esports to soccer, to hockey, to football. Um, there's another one that I'm forgetting, but you have like so many clients and I do see, I get to sit in on a lot of Nikki's calls. <laughs> I'm one of the lucky few. And I do see that you have done that where you take what you're learning from kind of your big four clients and you're bringing it into those 
women's soccer, women's hockey, um, even just people that reach out and ask to kind of do some work with us in women's sports. We have a couple, I guess, like ambassadors of Zoom. I don't know what we would call them, but like those yeah. people go straight to Nikki and Nikki finds so many ways to get people interested in that big, like bigger idea that she just kind of shared with us. She does a fantastic job of it, um, which is one of the major reasons we wanted to have you guys hear from her. Um, Nikki, tell the story of how you took women's sports and got Amir's attention, because I think that people will love that. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I met Amir at a, a conference in our school, um, at my grad school in Georgetown. And, um, you know, he was on a panel in regards to talking about how to leverage um, uh, marketing um, on social media specifically. Um, and I was so excited for that panel. Uh, <laughs> and not because like he was in it, because at first, I just looked at the panel and there were like three women on the panel um, and they were all leaders within each organization. Um, and I was just like, oh wow, like I'm gonna enjoy this and I'm gonna ask questions and all that. And come to the panel, they talked about all about men's sports. They talked about football in particular. They talked about golf even. Um, they, it, it just, for me, it kind of turned me off like in, in a sense where, you know, here we go again with the resources, right? If we want people to be um, knowledgeable within women's sports, we also need people to talk about it. But yet here we are in a, in a conference where no one's really mentioning women's sports. Um, and I and had- being led by women. <laughs> exactly. And I had high hopes for this particular panel. Um, but here comes Amir, who's the only man in the panel. And the first thing that comes out of his mouth is, in regards to Megan Rapino um, and how you know her her brand endorsement with I think it was Body Armor at that time where she had more exposure or value than the other male athletes that were you know endorsing Body Armor as well and and for me that was just like see here's a guy that knows what he's talking about he's my kind of guy <laughs> right and I and immediately it's like I want to know more and I want to I want to meet this guy and and pick his brain more about that and he was talking about zoom for little so I was like interested oh they have a tool um that can that can do this uh and that's data and I'm like and that's exactly what women's sports lacks is the data because everyone says that there's no data and there's only like you know no one cares no one cares exactly so yeah after that panel I like as fast as possible tried to go right to Amir and he was actually like on his way out so I'm glad I caught him um we chatted and he gave me his business card and next next thing you know like a couple of days I'm in the office for a job interview and it was just it was just meant to be like for me like I you know I knew what I wanted I knew how I wanted to get there I just didn't know exactly like you know what that was but as soon as I met the team here at Zoom I was just like this is it this is what I want this is like this is exactly it yeah and Amir always says that it, we don't want house cats we want alley cats he's like <laughs> track down and hunt what you want and that's exhibit a of how you track down and hunt what you want so very good job there Nikki Kenny. <laughs> getting right to the point yeah like hey Amir guess what we're going to do this together. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, it's been so great ever since, you know, when I first started, I think we were just two women in the office then. And so 
that's what I kind of told, you know, Amir said, I'd like to see more women in this company. And ever since then, I think he really like showed up and he's been hiring women. And I think, you know, with you guys coming on board, it was, it was great. It was like, yes, this is the company that is really shaping up to be, you know, what everyone wants it to be. Um, so it's, it's, yeah, it's great. Yeah. He's like our, our, our founding woman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I never get enough of that story of you. Um, talking about that panel, being like, "Why well, was Amir the only one talk about women?" I love it every mm-hmm. time you tell it. Okay. Well, let's get, you, let's get into some questions so we can we can dive deeper into the brain. Let's go. While we have her, <laughs> okay. We came up with a couple questions for you, Nikki. Um, just to see how your brain works, everything else. So, okay. So the first one is easy. What's your favorite social moment from the NWSL season this far? Ooh, this far. So is it like this season or even last season? Nope. I mean, just this season. (laughs) Just this season? Okay, okay. Well, so I'm bringing down the hammer. It is this season (laughs) and this season. (laughs) It's always so hard to pick just one just because I'm such a fan, you know? But Uh uh-huh. What's your favorite? (laughs) I'm gonna give you guys two. Okay. The first is definitely Angel City, you know, how they've really rolled out um you know, their mission and vision for their team. I think across board within, you know, from the top of their, you know, their management team down to like, you know, their operations team, like you can really tell that this club is going to go places. Just seeing how they rolled out their, their, their crest recently, like that, that gave me like goosebumps moment. <laughs> that was like, whoa, like this is, this is pretty cool. And then selfishly like another one uh and, and I'm saying this because I don't have just one I have two I think <laughs> um the rebranding of Gotham FC I think that yes <laughs> that to me just was like it's about time because you know and to give you guys some background there like even back when I was doing my uh grad studies like that was a project of mine really it's like how will how can women's sports, you know, be cool in a sense, right? Or just, you know, just to be at everyone's level. And yeah. I think like rebranding is so important because it's like, hey, you got to understand what your audience is now. You got to understand what the technology is now. You got to understand, you know, what people want. And so I think Gotham FC really took that to heart and really invested you know, in their community and, and what their fans were were wanting and not just their fans, okay, their players as well. Like I feel mm-hmm. it was a very collaborative decision from like the management team to to the players. I think the players had a lot of say on what they wanted the team's brand to be. And, and I think that's amazing and yeah, props to them. I think that's definitely, you know, both moments for me, just revealing those two big things um, in regards to to, to their brand says a lot and mm-hmm. a goosebumps moment. Yep. That's it. <laughs> it shows that like these teams are, are looking at themselves at the same level as men's teams and leagues, and they're yeah. going to put in as much production and time and effort into their branding as men's teams do. And I know this question, uh, we asked Nikki this question, but my favorite stuff is <laughs> the Gotham FC using their social platforms to show the players when they walk in wearing the sickest outfits yeah, like just the showing their attitudes like it's just amazing 
Um, number two on our question list is what is the like best strategy change you think teams can make on social from what you see on a day-to-day -day basis? Okay, I'm gonna be quick on this one and not go over the top, but just know your own voice. I think simple, like it, that simple, know your own voice, stick with that, be unique. I think it will go a long way. I, if you don't know your voice, figure it out at this point, because the more you continue not to know your voice, the more, you know, fans are not going to know, you know, if they're going to follow you or not, or, or know if they can stick around or not. So that that's definitely like the best um, strategy that I would, I would recommend for, for, for any brand. For sure. Me and Mary look like bobbleheads in the Zoom. We're just like nodding at every word you say. So <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> no, definitely, I think like have a voice is, is the, the first one. part of that. And know yeah. your voice there too. And our third question was, if despite talent, sport, gender, time, et cetera, what is like your dream team that you would play for? Okay, this was a really hard question. And I really went to the extreme with this and went like, there's a lot of teams, but if there's one selfishly, it's ACFC uh, Richmond. Oh. Oh. Ted Lasso. I like that. I like Bro, that. I was, I was trying to play for Ted Lasso too. Yeah. Right? I mean, like, a coach like him just for me okay selfishly like yes i would have loved to have grown up in sports with a coach like him hands for down sure. yeah. that's a gt <laughs> that's so fun i didn't know where you were gonna go i was thinking i know like, i was the, like 90, the 93 women's world cup i was like is she gonna be yeah, so like, stereotypical with it is she gonna all of a sudden become like a pro surfer i didn't know what you were gonna do because i know you have so many interests but i love that one no, I, I wrote it down and I was like, okay, well, what he, among like my list here is like just out of the norm. And that, that was it. <laughs> I love that. Um, last question. It's a little bit of a vague, broad question just because we want to see where your, where your creativity was going to go with it. Where do you see the future of sports sponsorship on digital going? Like, where do you see that next step going? Yeah, no, I... I think recently I just came across this and I remember talking to you guys briefly about it um, is the equity um, that athletes get in their endorsement deals now. Um, I think that's, mm. there's going to be like a shift there. I think, you know, when I saw that um, Brianna Stewart partnered with Therabody and not only as a partner, but like as a uh, investor, investor, I think that changes gain there because it just I don't know like I'm curious to know how athletes feel now in regards to talking about the brand right I mean mm -hmm. I guess like right. if you can think about in the past like the brand would kind of approach them and say hey here try our product see what you think mm -hmm. we're gonna shoot a commercial after let's say two weeks and we just you know have you using the products or whatever like that and you know it can come off very like preachy like you know mm -hmm. this because this right through it as a consumer yeah. yeah yeah and I think now you're gonna see like hey I truly believe in this brand I've invested in this brand I think yeah so you know my followers or like my audience would appreciate this you know and all that um and then you just see like the authenticity there from the app yeah 
being and you would trust it more exactly you trust it more and just I think authenticity just brings more credibility for for an audience or for like a fan for like me like if I see like Stuart using their body and you know she's saying that hey like this is really helping my game and this is Mm -hmm. really important and it's not only the product it's like what the brand is doing believes in yeah yeah and you know with the community and what they're doing with the community and all that like you can really tell when the athletes really pouring their you know their heart and soul into something you know because we see them compete every day right we see them compete in the fields and all that so just seeing that um on like you know the sponsorship level would be so cool and I think it's going to be the next big thing basically I love that you're so you heard it here first y'all <laughs> like, every time every time Nikki has an idea I'm like yeah why did I never think of that before mm. let the people know where to find you <laughs> that's fun <laughs> yeah my twitter is Nikki Scott so Nikki is spelled N-I-K-Y um when you go on my twitter all you're gonna see there is women's sports so if you're a fan of women's sports hey it's a good follow <laughs> thank you so much Nikki for taking your time to chat with us absolutely <laughs> for you two anytime that's our girl that's our girl <laughs> Nikki's like our big sister that's not a, that's not a lie uh, <laughs> my young queens Matthew <laughs> <laughs> to me the name of this episode my young queens thank you guys for listening to Data's Calling please make sure to let us know how y'all are liking the podcast and remember to look out for us every Monday wherever you listen to podcasts As always, Data is powered by Zoom and XOXO, Mary and Claire. P.S. Follow Zoom on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram. Where the hell my phone? Where the hell my phone? Where the hell my, where the hell my phone? Huh? How I'm supposed to get home?